hello, I didn't see you there. Uh, I'm Gary Grimm. Uh, and I'm Tana, and might I say, that's a smashing outfit you have on right now. Thanks. I'm me. Uh, Jezebel now. Jezebel now. That's I keep forgetting what, what nickname we're up to, but I'm Jezebel. Formerly Jeremy Spoken Class today, David Sons. David Sons of Northern Darkness. The I artist so. formerly known as Jeremy the Spoken artist, Class yeah, today, exactly David right. Sons of Northern Darkness. And you're listening to the three metal pelicans of death to all but metal. Insert pelican sound. Caca. What, what, what is a pelican sound? It's, they like? sound majestic, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like birds of war, like, ah! Like, that kind of vibe. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Story checks out. Yep. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to sh- Shenanigans. Uh, feels like it's been a little bit of a while before we've recorded something together. Yeah, I mean, it does. And Jez, you weren't actually here for the last episode. No, no. But uh, what's been no. happening, bud? I was on a, uh, yeah, uh, sorry about that. I had to take a sabbatical, emphasis on bat. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Cool. There we go. Okay, now yeah. it's fine. You've got to give it room to breathe. you got to give, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure people hear uh, that. He, he was he was batting his dick. That's a, that's a editing, that's a, editing yeah. point, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Jokes are funnier when you explain them. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Worked so, for Seinfeld. Yes. 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 Um, so what has been happening uh, <laughs> with, but, with me in all seriousness? Besides writing that joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to take a month off to write that. <laughs> uh, actually, in all seriousness, though, lads, little bit of a interesting story uh, happened to me today on the way to recording. Yeah. I was actually abducted uh, by Prussian terrorists on the way here to recording. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I was literally on my way to Tane's house. I bent over to look at my shoelaces as I thought they were untwined. Um, and as I bent over, I was attacked. Another episode is happening. And yet again, all of my ideas for segments have been turned down. I mean, I think my Metal Up Your Ass segment's a real winner. We stick metal albums up each other's asses and then we have to guess which album it is just from feel. I mean, what more could you want? It is podcast gold. Ah, oh, oh, I think Jess is about to finish talking. And I... I just stood there... staring in disbelief. I mean, I... I just... I just killed a man. And then I got in a cab and, uh, yeah, came here. Fucking hell. Hmm? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, good, good stuff, man. Right, um, yeah, what's been happening with you, man? Oh, oh, me? Ah, oh, dude, I smoked this massive joint the other day. The thing is, I'd forgotten that this was the day I was supposed to be filling in for a mate at his job, an air traffic control. And I mean, you know me, like, I'm a bit of a tech head and everything, but I mean, I did have a lot of problems getting through. Jeez, the this guy goes on a bit, doesn't he? It's going to be ages till it's my turn to talk again. Well, it's okay though, I guess. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous about telling the guys that I'm uh, starting a rival podcast called Deft to Orbit Metalcore. Just got to bide my time. Wait until the moment's... Oh, oh shit, I think Tane's rant's almost over. The firefighter said that it was the worst air disaster he has ever seen. And he was the first responder during 9-11. I mean, however, eventually did begrudgingly admit that they admired my moxie. So, you know, it wasn't so bad after all. 
Hmm? Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, man, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, I guess we should get Gary's update over and done with it. Uh, yeah, look, if we must. Gary, what's been happening with you? Gee, thanks, guys. Uh, well, you know, not much has been happening with me. Uh, there was one thing that happened where I was attending a, a Christmas party at uh, Nakatomi Plaza, uh, which is where my ex-wife works. Anyway, everything was pretty awkward because, you know, my ex-wife and all, but it got even more awkward when these German terrorists showed up. And, uh, well, I mean... Well, I can tell that story on autopilot. I mean, it's actually just a story from Die Hard, and I've seen that a million times. So, while my mouth keeps them occupied, in my mind, I can truly be free. Free to express myself and to sing. And to sing! Uh, Gary. What? Yes? Y- you know you were saying all that stuff out loud, yeah? I uh, was? Oh, f- God damn it. I-, I keep getting my internal and external monologues mixed yeah. up. Though. Yeah, yeah, we had to stop you. Yeah, yeah. understandably. Yeah. We could not listen to you sing. We don't have to lose the few <laughs> listeners we still uh, have left. No, no, of course, of course, I understand. Okay, should we um jump into new releases then? Well, well, actually... I was really hoping we could drop the new releases and try out my new segment. It's called Metal Up oh, Your Ass. And yes. you, sorry, sorry, team, team, we have way too much show to, to fit into to this uh, episode. So yeah, but we, if you're we, not using it, maybe I can use it on my podcast. What, what's that? What? Nothing. Okay. Well, that was strange let's uh let's just jump into new releases then guys shall we let's new release time yeah let's uh, we need a new release theme song we do need a new release we need a theme song for every segment that we do basically that's a really good idea also though i mean like if we're doing a new release segment then maybe we have to do a new song every time sure jez you're the uh you're the uh vocalist here mm-hmm. could, you, could you give us a little bit of a bit of scat Kind of scat intro. Songwriting's but easy, isn't what? it? You could just do not it. like a GG in the microphone. Not a GG <laughs> Allen kind of. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was here. Um, um, oh, you mean like a? Who was that guy? Scatman John. Scatman. He's a. What? We can't afford to keep. Oh, we can't actually do that. Okay. We got to pay him off. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got something. I got something. Ready? Okay. New releases. How was that? That was meaty. It was yeah. good. Did yeah. what it said on the label. Be sure to log that with... Uh, yeah, I definitely will. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Krautrock, so... <laughs> it uh, reminded me of early grind. Minimalism. <laughs> Who's going first? Who's got new releases? I've got new releases. Good. What do you got? You, you go first. I'm probably just going to agree with some of your new releases this time, lads. Yeah, that's... that's yep. That's fine. Well, actually, no, I've got a couple. No, yeah, oh, well, right. well, you go. Okay, sorry, okay, I interrupted. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, okay. Well, um, Enough of this sparkling repartee. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the listeners are riveted at this point. <laughs> we we all know that as soon as they know that I'm on it, we don't get listeners. So really... Look, they, they love this peek behind the curtain, uh, you know, seeing how... The they really do. <laughs> and if, if, we're, if we're just being polite to each other, you know what? Like, um, manners cost nothing. Gents? The, the, no, they don't. Good manners cost nothing. My yeah. apologies to both of you. Uh, Teen, if you would be if, so kind okay. to, as to proceed uh, with uh, your new If releases. you would. Uh, as a note, bad we, manners we also be... cost nothing. You can't. <laughs> so, that's true. That's true. You didn't yes. say what kind of manners. That's true. That's true. Both, so, very, both very cheap. 
we've uh, we, we've done that sort of half 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 uh, month thing. So we've got a bit of September and a bit of October mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So from September, one that really stood out to me, and I'd never actually heard these guys. I understand why now, but Al from Germany, oh, yeah. releasing yeah. their Night and Distortion. Uh, L for the listener. Uh, the, the bird, not, yes. not the... Yeah. Like a pelican, but stubbier nose. Yeah, stub- smaller nose. Yeah, yeah. Shorter neck. Yeah. yeah, not like what you can call Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. Al. <laughs> you can... Oh, <laughs> God. You legitimately... Listeners, he legitimately had to explain that to me. <laughs> so I was like, what? Explaining like, jokes. That's you can call me Al. Al. That's the, there's an episode. You, can, you, you can, can call, call me this Pelican. <laughs> you can call this group of Germans Al. Um, <laughs> you certainly can. They so this is the first record they've released in four years. It's through Temple of Torturous Records, Swedish mm-hmm. label. Um, the so it's little. What's, the, little, what's the album called? It's called Nights in Distortion, uh, and it's their first in four years. They actually lost their bass player a few years ago. They almost weren't going to go on, and they kind of wanted to make make it happen, finish, like give a release to the stuff that they'd, they'd written with them. <clears throat> but the main thing that I really liked about this album is actually a really like genuine typo-y kind of feel, and there's not a lot of bands who can pull that sound off. Oof, as but, a typo negative. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this I thought was like honestly like a really great homage to that sound, done really tastefully, done really well. So mm. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, also, we had uh, Conan's Existential Void Guardian through Napalm Records. Um, so that's uh, more general, doomy awesomeness from from the Scouse Scouse Doomsters. Just more general tame. More yeah. general tame. They actually call this album tame. Uh, that was the <laughs> general the general general tame is is my favourite. And Jeezy worked a long time to get there. <laughs> oh. I, I knew him since he was a corporal. corporal. Tame. <laughs> <laughs> We, we do. do. We, we do. do. Have fun, yeah. uh, also, I, I liked bits of that current album. Yeah. Yeah, I liked some of the riffs on there. Volt Thrower was an awesome yeah, single. Yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, and it was cool to see like the them experimenting with their artwork through the through the video that they released as well. They did that kind of like awesome, like heavily shadowed, crazy overlay animation style. Very good. While having a bit of a smoke. Um, <laughs> besides that, we also had Bastardizer's Dawn of Domination ah, locally. Yes, the uh, old Sydney uh, Latin thrash uh, crew. Yeah, we, we we spoke briefly about this, but honestly, I, this is like this is my favorite recorded thing they've done. Like, it, it sounds like they're more at home with this sound, and they're having a bit of fun with it. Uh, and it, I think it suits them more. I was actually at their album launch for this album, and. Yeah, there was a bit of a different vibe to the show. Like, I'd seen them before and they've always been great. But this time, I don't know, there was just a different kind of energy to it. Mm. Kind of hard to explain, but did I check out the album and you kind of pick up a little bit of that uh, that vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do, do check it out. Um, besides that, for October, obviously it's early days, uh, but we have already had High on Fire's Electric Messiah come out last oh. Friday. Which is oh, fucking, oh. fucking awesome. I mean, you know, that was they're going to deliver. That was on my list, just so everyone knows that I did listen to a metal record this month. <laughs> so. what, what did you think of it, Jeff? What? Yeah, the High on Fire. What oh, the album's out? Yes. Oh, the album. The High on Fire album. Yes, 
you know the one. Yeah, the the one where. Oh, you, not not. The words just came out of your mouth. I listened to that. One. No, I thought you were talking about the um, anti-weed smoking sermon um, by Reverend. Hi. Fire. <laughs> no, it was great. This is their best. I was just saying to Tane before we started recording, I honestly think this is their, probably their strongest since the last couple mm. that I've listened in the last couple. I can't remember the last two, what they were called. But, uh, the Vanus um, Mysteries. Yeah, we'll defer to the expert here. And um, Luminiferous. And uh, I think the f- that first single uh, came out and it sort of said... They referenced uh, oh. Lemmy. They referenced Motorhead, yeah. right? It's a title yeah. track, Electric Electric Messiah. Electric Messiah. Electric yeah. Messiah. Yeah. And I went, I've got to hear this. And it, it's 100% correct. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's no frills. Mm. Especially from a guy that obviously plays in sleep, right? Which we've, I think we spoke about that album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to just be able to switch to something completely on the opposite side. Like yeah. it not, it, I, I feel like maybe some of this other stuff becomes a little bit self-indulgent mm. at times. Mm. Whereas this is just no frill, frill ball, the balls, the wall, rock and roll. Man. Yeah, like it's yeah, really totally. good, really good to hear it. And for, from a guy whose uh, um, top ten is definitely going to include Zeke this year, yeah. uh, uh, I was yeah. happy to listen to it. Yes, true, true. Uh, Jeff Matz, formerly of Zeke. But one thing that I wanted to speak about with this album, not so much the music, which is fucking awesome. Um, but it's actually on a new label for them, which is Entertainment One Music. And really? I was like, yeah. And so I had to look this up because I was like, oh, it sounds familiar. But they normally do like big pop stuff. And interestingly, especially for people who know Matt Pike and how much of a crazy nutfire it is, <laughs> it, um, it's actually formerly the Canadian arm of Kosh Entertainment, as in the lizard people Kosh brother banker dudes. It's like their venture into record companies. Because they've been around a while. I'm sure I've heard that name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, but Matt Pike is like a massive conspiracy theorist. Is he really? Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he must be loving it. Well, I I would have never expected them to be on a label like this. Sure. And he's infiltrated the... the, Oh, maybe. Don't say it too loud. The the, the lizard people are listening. That's, um... (laughs) Hey... That implies that there's some of this. That's a, hey, 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 true, true. Um, but yeah, great album, Freebooter, excellent track, and very last one, uh, which isn't out yet, but comes out this Friday, is the new Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats album, Ooh, Shockwave yeah. City, through Rise Above Records. I only heard that, I've only heard that one track. I'm curi- curious to hear this record. Yeah. Because I, they're a band that have almost been there for me in the past. Mm. Like, they've never quite got there for me. I love what they're trying to, I understand what they're trying to do, and it's obviously well executed. But this track in particular is, is I've gone, okay, right, like, that sounds pretty good. Mm, it's yeah, that, that new track was... Uh, yeah, that's a... I know, Gary, did you say you see them live? I saw them uh, open for Black Sabbath in Amsterdam. <laughs> I, we... So, so you heard the same set twice. <laughs> uh, I, I, I missed them doing that only Sydney... Um, uh, like standalone show because of Death Orbit because it was the second ever Death Orbit metal really day. yeah um also we just had a birthday guys happy birthday just reminded me oh it was the three years since the first uh, live uh, Death Orbit metal gig oh, mm-hmm. I remember it fondly do you guys remember it fondly perhaps you'd like to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about it 
but uh, <laughs> I, I just realized and it, it's like you know you feel like you've missed I, like your I, I only talk about it when kinda... I'm lying down on a couch yeah and, and paying someone to yeah uh, exactly. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I, I did feel like it's like oh I should have got Gary some flowers now he's gonna hate me now like <laughs> yeah well, anyway, he's gonna go and stay with his mother. It's it's awkward. No, no, you can't do that. I've I've. I'm <laughs> what, what I'm actually gonna do is pick up the new release baton and run with it. For oh, please run far away. Heading heading back to September. What what is the new release baton made of? Do you picture it as more of like a marching band baton, or do you picture it more as like a relay race baton? Really. I, I picture it more like fleshy, warm, maybe like a big vein down the side. Like, do you remember those um, things you could buy that they were like the tubes full of goop? Yeah. But you couldn't quite hold on to them. You know, they oh, they got yeah. through your hands. Yeah. It was like a goop slinky. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? We are we are things? the internet's goop slinky. Very. Thank much you. So. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am getting that feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. <laughs> man, you are always trying to wrap this thing up really quickly, man. No, I haven't no. been here for a month. I get okay? in here and I'm like, is it over yet? Is it over We're, yet? Yeah, <laughs> man. This is taking far this too long. This is your thing. We're, it's weird, We've got a month of, of jazz zingers to catch yeah, up on. Yeah, this like, is... Yeah. Anyway, the times. Yep. anyway, did some metal albums come out? They did. In September... Uh, right at the beginning of September, there was an album by an uh, old-school thrashy band called Satan. Uh, I can't believe... <laughs> that that hadn't been taken? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They were the first realized. ones. They jumped on it. They're like, what? what? Uh, that's available? Man. Looking at Encyclopedia Metallum, they're like, what? 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 Like, uh, yeah. like a glaring anomaly here. But... Satan's balls. Uh, Satan, our master. Satan. There's no Satan, just our Satan. plumbing. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, they released an album called Cruel Magic, and, uh, you know, that really uh, sparked an interest for me. I'd heard some of their previous albums, and, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're well and good, but they're not really my kind of thing. And then I heard this new album, and I had to give it a few listens. It's like the arrangements. It was like old school thrash, but it was also like listening to something like Jesus Christ Superstar with these crazy big arrangements and kind of really grandiose kind of song structures. Uh, That's uh, that's unexpected. It's really interesting. I still can't get over the fact that that band name hasn't been taken. Doing guys, yeah. you want your fucking hands? Like, I, I think it's just one of those things that everyone thought it had been. Oh, it must be taken. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Someone's finally gone. Yeah, guys, it's, it, it's a not, little trademark. It's not, on that. It, yeah, yeah, Satan but, TM. But ever since then, now it's Satan one, Satan two, two Satan. <laughs> Satan Big Dick sixty nine oh nineteen seventy three at hotmail.com How is not that? not my real email by the uh, way. <laughs> The other, another uh, album that I wanted to talk about 45 was a uh, mighty weirdo Canadian thrashes uh, Voivod. Oh, we were talking about this, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they released The Wake, and boy, that is a fucking album and a half. Yeah, uh, I, I had it listed here, but I knew you'd talk about it, but fuck, yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I haven't listened to that band in years. Well, and it, was quite frankly surprised to hear that they were still together. <laughs> they were surprised to hear they were still together. Yeah. 
no, the last Literally year, the entire record. <laughs> what are we looking at? What? What is going on? Whoa. Uh, I think it was last year or the year before they released the Post Society EP. Yeah. And that was cool, uh, really different for them, like more on the proggy side of things for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But still with a little bit of thrash element to it. Forgive me, they're... No, Canadian. Canadian, Canadian yeah. yeah. Because they were... I first came across Voivod because they were a huge influence on like... The, like the New York post-hardcore scene. Sure. Hmm. I always thought they were from New York. I didn't actually know they were Canadian, but they were really big on that scene. Like an influence, a lot of bands like uh, from from like New York hardcore, more New York post-hardcore, like like Helmet and, oh, and right. in, into yeah. into more sort that of that sense. that sort of age. You know what I mean? And that's how I found out about them. They have been a really influential band just in general mm, mm. Uh, because they're so different and The Wake is like the pinnacle of them embracing their weirdness uh, and just running with it and getting a really good result out of it because you know, there's a few kind of middle period albums by them where it's a little bit unbalanced, it's a little too far on the weird side, it just doesn't work, mm, trying something new and then maybe they just don't quite hit it. But this, it's so expansive, there's so much happening in it and it all just seems to work. Mm. It's, uh, I reckon it's gonna be in my top albums for 2018. I'm thinking of Vision of Disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Vision of Disorder. I, al I always, it's the V bands that get me, man. I was thinking Vision, Vision of Disorder. Of Disorder. I was like, no. that doesn't sound right if they're Canadian. Because I'm pretty sure Vision of, Vision of Disorder. Uh, if anyone's listening, can someone if email in? Don't edit it, Gary. If I, edit, edited this, if I haven't edited it out. Let just someone write in and, and give me the 411. Sorry, have you got any more new releases? Has someone been dissing your fly girl? <laughs> hey, you whole heart. <laughs> Uh, Voivod, Vision of Disorder. <laughs> I mean, they both share Vader. some of the Vader. guitars. Vader from Poland. Vader. Metal. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're Poland on the same map as Canada and also New York. Yeah, the world map. The world map. World yeah. map. Same map. It's, it's it's same right map. Same map. Yeah, yeah. There's one. There's, there's <clears> one. <throat> Can anyone else think of any V bands? Um, Volbeat. They, they suck. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, not fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm pretty sure Venom. there's a band called Bad Venom, Decay of course, yeah, Venom as well. But, yeah, Venom. Uh, they they released that album, Black Metal, uh, Grim and Frostbitten King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking with bands with V's in their name, uh, a band, uh, Six Segway, death metal band that uh, never really quite uh, latched onto a lot, mm. but I was. Pleasantly surprised to hear their new album and go, and go, wow, this is actually something I'd, I'd listen to. It's the new Revocation album. They released an album called The Outer Ones. Ah, uh, I think I heard one track from that. I've got to listen to the rest of the album, but I liked it a lot. They were they were in Australia a few months ago now mm. and uh, heard good reports. I wasn't at that gig, but uh, I really enjoyed the new album. What's it called? Is called the Outer One. Ah, cool. Nice. Also, the new Anal Nathrak album from the UK. Uh, Anal Nathrak. Yes. <laughs> they uh, 
all or as Merlin would call it. So their their new album, a new kind of horror, is out now. Uh, it it's kind of cool because a lot of the later period stuff of theirs I haven't quite dug. I saw them at Dark Mofo like last year, the year before, whenever the fuck that was, mm. and they were incredible live. A lot of the later period stuff kind of seemed like I don't know too much industrial elements that didn't quite mix with the extreme metal side of things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, this album is kind of more of a cohesive storyline. It's kind of like a future war kind of theme running through it, and you can really feel it in the music. And mm. uh, I think they kind of on point some crazy vocals on there as well, and that's really fun. So for the vocation, the new no, that's the new anal nathrak. Oh, sorry, anal nathrak. Yes, excellent. Uh, this month, uh, one that Jez might be able to talk about a bit as well, the new... What? Author and Punisher. Oh, I just album. wrote that on my list because I remembered it came out. Do you, want, do you want to talk about it? Um, yeah, it's really good. It's, um, look, we haven't heard... Wow. There's, I'm, industrial metal fans are a special breed, aren't they? <laughs> They've um, all still got their, uh, their hyper-coloured dreads. Yeah, um... This is a look. This is really good. I was going to mention it really briefly in my list because I remembered as Gary mentioned it just then. Um, Be- Beast within Beast. Beastland. Beastland. Um, interesting guy. Check him out. Definitely YouTube him. But he is a uh, industrial designer and engineer. Yes. Who engineers, uh, fabricates a lot of his instruments. So he has these big metal worked. Uh, objects that he sort of attaches triggers to and then he's got like this piston that he pumps with his fists on like a a track like a tank track i think i first found out about them through a mate who sent me this video said you might like this um he just goes just warning you it's it's uh it's in berlin and it's pretty german you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's like being playing a set in germany made sense you know but Mm. it's i played this at home the other day and my olive my girlfriend olive she said this is frightening the music is. is genuinely Frightening. It's a a rare thing. It it is such a rare thing, and I mean, you know, we're we're coming off the heels of um, sort of Nine Inch Nails and all that sort of classic sort of uh, ministry Mm -hmm. that the classic sort of school of of industrial, but skinny puppy. You just don't. Well, I mean, we had. What do we have? Was it this year or end of last year? Was God Flesh? Yeah, that's right. Uh, They released the album. Uh, which I actually quite enjoyed, yeah, which I, I, I kind of got into it after it sort of came out, so we never really got a chance to sort of talk about it. But I mean, apart from that album, and again, I'll probably be corrected by um, industrial metal fans, who, let's face it, aren't listen to this, um, it's that, it's really good to hear a return to, to like that, like the classic industrial record. Like actual physical yeah. recordings. Yeah. Like French Descender. Like no about very stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. So it, it did remind me of the kind of feelings that I got listening to the first time I heard the early skin puppy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Wump scut at all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh really taken to the next level this day. It, like you said, it is 
really posh, really kind of really dark atmosphere. Um, also, it's worth looking up for Vice's Noisy did a little mini docker on the guy and how he built his yeah. instruments. That's really worth watching as well. And just one last one that I wanted to mention was uh, another local band, Temptress, have released their album Rapture. Fuck yeah. And it's fucking great. Uh, it's, I think, their fifth studio album. Uh, they'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's just amazing, uh, the band are super tight, the riffs are brilliant, great solos, Genevieve's voice just soaring over all this epic music, it's great, they released a video for their, uh, video, uh, for their single run, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, I definitely shared on the Facebook page at some point. It was, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. we have a Facebook page? <laughs> Jeremy's not on Facebook, so he's not privy to these. He's <laughs> kind of... A lot of it is just us slagging you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly just bad MS Paint jobs of your face and, and jizz, pretty much. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Photoshop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of things that were pleasurable to watch, uh, um, it was a real pleasure to watch them making this album like because there were so many like in the studio videos that, that Jen put up and a bunch of the other guys and to finally hear it in in all its glory mm. and I mean fuck it is glorious it's a really solid album yeah the end product was brilliant worth the wait whoa there'll be links go go find it a temptress t-m-t-r-i-s Jez do you have any any more releases you know what, I actually I, I I I do have some releases I've got some um, new music to talk about as well Oh. I wonder what that smell was and the stain under the uh, chair <laughs> anyway um, right so continuing along uh, on the I wasn't here last time so I think this came out oh, I'm pretty sure it came out last month maybe month before um, was the new uh, album by New York band Uniform <clears throat> oh yes I remember on this. the same sort of uh, path as Author and Punisher um these guys have done oh, their new album called The Long Walk. I mean, they did one also this year with Thou. They did a split record with Thou, which is kind of a frightening listen. Um, oh, this I is their that. latest full yeah. length. Um, one of the dudes I realized used to be in a band, um, Tane, you like uh, this band, they're called The Men. Um, <laughs> seamless. All female, right? Se seamless, seamless. Uh, uh. Um, just like, oh god. Um, but yeah, which were like kind of, they started as sort of like a garage punk band and sort of moved into more sort of weird psychedelia. But yeah, he used to play with them and started a uniform. who were like, again, more um, sort of more punky, sort of punkier side of industrial, which is really, really good. Um, the new Sumac. Mm. Uh, which is really cool. Didn't they they did an album again a couple of months months ago with a very famous Japanese experimental artist called Oh forgive the pronunciation Kenji Haino, um, and that was a really weird sort of listen. Definitely not a daily drive, but it's always nice to challenge your ear every now and again. Did it yeah. uh, did it smack you excited? It, <laughs> it did. It smack you excited, oh. Mike. Um, so they've got a new one. Spreading cool help. And the drummer of whom is the drummer of uh, a band who dear listeners will know 
like very much called Baptists. Ah, yeah. So same drummer. Um, so more doomy sort of stuff. And the guitar player of which I think started Hydrahead. He's involved in a lot of different stuff. Was he involved in like ISIS and all that? The band, not the, <laughs> not the, not the, the terrorist. Also, like Hydrahead as well, like Hail Hydra, like Hydra, ISIS. Hydra, this Hydra guy is a again, public I, enemy number one. Like. Again, like and and this is this is we're moving into bearded sort of metal, bearded uh, like flannel metal. Beard. Oh, oh my god! And I'm just looking at Tane going, Oh Christ! Uh, how do I dig myself out of this <laughs> one? Um, finally, I just want to mention really quickly, it's um, Jeremy's. Uh, it's time for Jeremy's wild card. Whoa, hey, hey! Um, but Canadians, yeah. Canadians fucked up. Have a new uh, record, yes. which is really weird, experimental, hardcore sort of stuff. But I want to mention it. Um, apart from it being very, very good, um, Ben Cook, guitar player, uh, plays guitar in the band, who sings in No Warning, which was one of my favourite uh, records of last year. I remember that one. That yeah, so he plays guitar in Fucked Up in this new one. If you want something pretty weird, uh, pretty weird, go and check it out. But uh, they're sort of pushing the envelope of uh, what's going on in Africa, which is always good to see. Kind of not not dissimilar to what we spoke about a, a few times back with uh, Death Heaven. So people that are doing something a little bit different within within the genre bound. So go and check that out. Excellent. So that was new releases. Hit the theme. Tane <laughs> <laughs> <Teen> was <laughs> Teen was literally looking at his phone oh, while Jeremy was, was talking just then. <laughs> and uh, I think it's I think it's up. Oh, I thought we were finished. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four. Breaking the silence. Breaking the silence. Dun, dun. Breaking the silence. Breaking the silence. Dun, dun. Um, it's breaking the silence. It's breaking the silence. You know the rules, dear listener. Each uh, month we choose a uh, new release album. Well, every, every couple, couple of months. months. Uh, and we go away and listen to it. But the only rule is we can't talk about it until we are on the air. And we uh, jump on the mic. Jump on the mic and flow. And then we have to wipe the mic off. And then usually it takes <laughs> a bit to wedge it out of... And then yeah, return yeah. it, and then uh, we <clears> say so we didn't know what happens, and we uh, usually don't get our our bond back. And, yeah, yeah. Oh. they say you're not supposed to sit on them. Um, but so what album are we? We are doing. <laughs> the uh, we are breaking the silence over the mighty behemoths, behemoths. I loved you at your darkest. Good to have him back. What do you think, Gary? Well, from from the land of poles comes a uh, behemoth. Uh, been a long time uh, behemoth fan. Uh, the last album that they released, the Satanist. The Satanist. When did that come out? Two thousand thirteen or something like that. Is that long ago? Really? I thought it was like. Two I years think it was ago. fifteen. I think maybe fifteen. Maybe two thousand and fifteen. We'll go to Google, Jeremy. I'm going to Uncle Google right now. According to Uncle Spotify, uh, it looks like. 2014. We'll split the diff. 2014. Wow. So right down the middle there. Uh, None of us were right. A rushed. cut lunch, <laughs> if you will. Uh, we're doing a cut lunch now. Oh, I thought you were talking about the sexual position. The last yeah. time we did that, we had to replace the microphone again. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get the bond back. Oh. Anyway, when uh, the Satanist came out, uh, I was very much into that album. I think I, uh, I 
even interviewed the bass player from Behemoth at the time. Orion. Orion, yes. Mm. Uh, and I was just immediately really dug the vibe of that album, the production, uh, just the new direction that they were taking the band. And I kind of feel like with this one, I loved you at your darkest. I think mm-hmm. it's called. I think they have that vibe in there a little bit and they're kind of trying to see where else they can take it Mm. and I think it ended up being a little bit hit and miss well on the first couple of listens I was kind of like man it's just not grabbing me the same way it's not cutting your lunch the same way exactly it did it in the little triangles but left the crust on and I was like uh, I don't, I don't want the cutting your little lunch and then it's like you know, if you eat the crust it'll make your hair curl anyway I really enjoyed the Satanist um, yes. and I mean it was such a departure for them it was Wait, not a wild departure but it was I, I really love it when um, a, a metal band like Behemoth can sort of push in, in, aren't afraid to push in that direction. The album that really, again, I always sort of think about in terms of metal milestones for me because um, my head isn't in metal all the time as much as you guys are, but one of the albums that pulled me back, my ear back to sort of extreme metal was Evangelion. Yes, hell um, yeah. Which I absolutely, like that track of, what is it, of Fire in the Void, I still listen to regularly. It's such a heavy mm-hmm. track. Um, and I think then with the Satanists, you really heard them pushing a new direction. Yeah. And I really uh, respected them for that, especially coming from a world of uh, the world of extreme metal, which can be a little bit close-minded to sure. experimentation. Um, that having been said, I really enjoyed the Satanist. Um, you, see, you heard a lot of new uh, guitar tones. You could hear them experimenting. Um, I thought at times maybe the songs weren't kind of quiet as they weren't there as much on that record right. it has been a while since I've listened to it. I should have listened to it but I was busy <laughs> listening to the new one because that's what we're talking about um, here I think they've actually sort of split the diff a little bit yeah. mm. here I think they they and I spoke about um, uh, the fucked up record in my new releases I spoke about uh, obviously we spoke about Death Heaven as well I like I feel like Behemoth is sort of doing what those bands are doing within the metal realm. You know what I mean? They are really, you can hear they're trying to take it in, in a different direction. This album I thought was maybe um, trying to split the diff, that foot in the sort of metal camp in terms of the production. It's quite, um, I mean, I was going to throw you, Tane. You can hear the bass on this record, which is uh, uh, always a good uh, judge of where it's sort of sitting. You yeah, know what well, I mean? Let's get your, your take on it. Okay, so... Tane's um, got notes. I do have notes. And I... So, Behemoth... Th- this album, honestly... This is the first time I had ever said this, but I was prepared to dislike this album. From, yeah, from, from listening to the singles. Because, honestly, I think they are the poorest choices of singles that I've heard I actually don't. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Like, I, I, I think, like, uh... The, the intro is the intro. There's always a, a sort of intro-y, rambly track to start with. But I thought Wolves of Siberia is one of the most pedestrian, like really uninspired uh, tracks based around a, an uninspired I didn't mind riff. That, I didn't mind that track. 
I, I found Quite it like dull, it. and then dog equals god was really like just um. Yeah, see, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I just think uh, the the title. I, you're leading into something here that my one my one issue with it. I I was the same as you, Tane. I mm. was sort of not really sure what to expect. Put it on and really enjoyed it. Mm, uh, mm. Overall, I really enjoy. I was really actually pleasantly surprised with this record. Mm. I was like, "You beauty!" You well, know what I mean? Especially after Satanist, they had had a lot to live up to. That having been said, um, we were joking earlier that I should introduce this album as an "I Hate God" record <laughs> because it's pretty obvious what the. Uh, uh, I mean, look, Nurgle's made his uh, views very public over over the years. I think this is sort of just beating you over the head with a club a little bit, yeah. as as you said with 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 uh, God equals dog. I mean, come on. And I know even was it Krieg who posted something? I think when the first song that was the first single that came out in Krieg, uh, Neil Jameson, Neil Jameson yeah. of Krieg sort of said. Is this the best we it's, got now? You yeah, know what I mean? It's like pretty, pretty tokenist, like high school Satanism. It, it kind is of a little bit, and I mean they've proven that they're capable of so much more. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? At the same time, I can see when you look at where those guys come from and how oppressive uh, that government is. Yes. And yes. how yeah. uh, what's the word? Uh, religious kind of government. Uh, a theocracy. A theocracy. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I we're, mean, merely, merely being able to call a song that is a protest unto itself. Yeah. Within that sort of sphere, you know yeah. what I mean? But outside in the like the free world, it doesn't quite have the same impact. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's we're a good point. Under that kind that, of regime. That having been said, you're 100 percent correct. And that having been said, it wasn't enough to really ruin the the album form. No. I, mean, no, no. I, I just want to mention my favorite track was uh, Bartzabel. Oh yeah. Mm. I think that was. I think that was probably one of my favourite. That was um, the last single that was released. Was that the last single? Yeah, yeah I that I really enjoyed. That that was probably my favourite. Mm. That's quite good, and that's right in the middle. And I think from the middle onwards, I kind of really enjoyed the album. Totally. I think it, uh, it, was it a does bit find of a rocky its stuff. it does yeah. find its stride. It does find its stride. Uh, you sort of settle into the album, and they sort of power through. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, I mean, yeah, there's the the, the first two singles feel kind of tacked on and whatever. But after those, when we get to Ecclesia Diabolica Catholica, um, that's track three, and those little experimental sounds they've been throwing track in four. those first couple of tracks. Sorry, yeah. Uh, the little experimental sounds that they've been throwing in, and it's like, yeah, we'd heard a little bit of the, that deviation from the Satanists. This is a bit more brazen, but it from there, like, if they started the album from there, it is like a real kind of story album kind of vibe mm. it's very progressive and i thought it mm. flowed really well after that like and and even buttable on the first couple of listens because obviously that that was one of the singles i did, it didn't grab me hugely but after that track and in between the rest of the album i thought it was fantastic like i i think what we're talking about flow i think the satanist had a lot just an excellent flow. The songs kind of melded together really well, mm. uh, but didn't sound all the same. They kind of yeah. layers. It was kind of it was really well structured, mm. and I kind of felt this album was a little bit disjointed in comparison. Mm. Yeah, I no, mean, if it was sense. just a standalone thing, I, maybe I would have liked it a bit more. But of course, I'm gonna 
you know, uh, compare it to the Satanist mm. because yeah, it's the last yeah. album that they bought out and probably was, their biggest. It was excellent album. Yeah, that yeah, I really yeah. Liked, so there was going to be a little bit of kind of. Uh, and I mean, what a hard out. Album to yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's what, so what do you do after you've like, taken a after you've taken a deviation after you've taken a left turn like that? Yeah. What what do you sort of do? Well, it's probably why it took extreme... so long for him to bring something yeah. else out. And he did go away and do a country project. So no, that's, that's true. true. That's true. As, as an extreme metal band being together for so long with so many albums under your belt, yeah, where do you go? Where you're going to keep things? And it, it's always going to be a risky move doing something different. The Satanist was. Not a, I would not say like a, a huge brave step, but they did need to, you know, it's like evolve or die kind of thing. And yeah. that is very much still happening with them. I'm probably expecting more next album. I think it's like, sort of interesting, like, bands, I always think, like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, mm. you sort of think about, like, uh, evolve or die. I think, did we do Breaking the Silence on the Immortal record? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, there's, there's, bands out there that you are happy to make the same album over and over again <laughs> and then there are bands out there that you don't want them to make the, the yeah. same album over over again i think but behemoth are, are fall into that latter camp as yeah, well band, i think you know, behemoth have proved themselves have proved that, that they yeah that they, they're capable of more yeah. than just a philosophy they, they yeah. already do some of the most extreme stuff to reach a larger audience they've ticked that off the list and noble is the kind of guy who wants to progress and like, hey, Segway, they are coming out here. Yes, they are. Yep, yep. They're playing download. Oh, they're playing download. Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no longer Brownload as the first year. It's looking good. But um, uh, one thing I wanted to say, Jez, when you were mentioning the bass, uh, the mix of this album is something yeah. that's very different. And yes, like I, I found that there was more room given to breathe. So yeah, it was it was. It was a far more spacious mix. I, yeah. I felt the same way about Satanist, actually. It was kind of more earthy, kind of natural yeah. sounding well, rather the... than just overproduced. But uh, what I liked about this new album was uh, a lot of the cleaner guitar tones mm-hmm. underneath the distorted Yeah, stuff. Yep, definitely. Yep. That really added a whole extra dimension to the sound. And it really gives more. the mix some depth. It gives the songs some depth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Instead of having just the, the sort of loudness wars, the, this compressed oh, yeah. sort of thing hitting your ear for an hour, you know yeah. what I mean? It really does have some dynamic well, in the, there. No matter, like, they've always had, like, uh, you know, like choir stuff or samples or whatever else is happening. So we've been a fight against the last beats. Mm. I mean, that's child, it. Child choir this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just my personal opinion, but child choirs can fuck off into the night. I don't want to hear them on a metal record. I have no I, I must admit, I sort of... Wait, I, as soon as I saw whatever the... I'll find it. Whatever the song title is... Um, yeah, dash intro, solve dash intro, and it's sort of two and a bit minutes. You go, oh, fucking here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll scroll to the end, hear a little bit of the child choir, it's and then you just want to hear that. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Wolves of Siberia comes yeah, yeah, straight yeah, in yeah. Yeah. last week, but um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the child choir. That's well, why. Why, why are you not a fan of a child choir? Well, uh, is there some he, kind he of repressed Catholicism yeah, <laughs> in your past, mate? I just, is it normal choirs you don't want to Hearing hear? kids in a in a uh, in an extreme metal setting. But that's exactly why it comes. That's exactly why yeah, I did it. The loss totally. of innocence, Gary. Yeah. Look, I get it. I get it. It's just I don't know. 
It's like watching. That's no, what I mean. Like He's got a song the called "God Equals Dog." Like, well, yeah. I mean, come on. One of the like, kids came up with that one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's like watching a kid's school play. You know, it's just like it's they can't act. Kids they do can't. Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> There's one kid playing grass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I liked how they kind of dropped the the kids' choir stuff in the first half of the. A record that kind of disappeared and then towards the latter half of it they brought in some different instruments mm. i think i could hear like a hammered dulcimer in yep. the second last track yep uh some more kind of orchestral kind of elements really subtle not just overbearing kind of stuff as yeah, well yeah yeah it's it, it's like yeah not demu borgy kind yeah, of yeah, nothing like oh! that. Yeah. and it's that mix it's kind of like the the songs on the album that were just heavy, that were just fast, like Wolves of Siberia, weren't the best tracks. The ones that were just slow yeah. weren't the best tracks. It's the ones that had like slow melodic passages mm. over the top of blast beats, for example. Yeah. I think there's a track called uh, Haverhag Pan- Pantocrator. It's actually Jehovah spelled backwards, Haverhag Jehovah Pantocrator. Uh, Pantocrator means almighty. I thought I thought you were the pantocrator. <laughs> That's why they won't let you in no, the lows anymore. Panty beta. Oh, got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I take a sniff and then I wrap it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, there's an excellent, excellent riff in that where it's just clean guitars with a bit of distorted guitar in there, but furious blast beats and. It just all fits together beautifully. Just hints of little orchestral mm. bits here and there, and I think that, yeah, like that second half of the album, they got that mix down perfectly. One one thing that I wanted to say, like, is, is just as far as comparisons and, and something that was unexpected for me, but I wanted to ask you guys, because I, I didn't think about it until later, but I got some really like um. Weird like, erections when you always think so. Ah, oh, like I, I'm a walking weird erection. But um, but I got some really weird like um, erection. primordial vibes. Like oh yeah, I can see. Okay, that. yeah, I dig where you come from. And, and primordial are there are sometimes food. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just because there's only so much like you know heartbreaking Irish whatever <laughs> that you can put up with, you know. But um, but. I, I, I mean that comparison in a positive way, like, because there is that that space given, not mm. just in the mix, but like it lets the vocals come out and, it, and it's more evocative of feeling where normally like, you know, Behemoth, you get a lot of rage. I found there was a lot of sorrow that, that really came across, especially in the second half of the album. And that's something that has been maybe in a couple of tracks in the past, but I feel like it's a much stronger theme in this album. I think there's a lot to be said for um, a metal record that appeals to people that aren't specifically metalheads. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. And Behemoth make those kind of records. Like, again, same with sort of Death Heaven. Oh, you mean like Ghost? Yeah, 100% like uh, Ghost. No, fuck <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think this has a wider appeal than simply people that listen to a stream. And, and they definitely turned away a lot of fans uh, because they're willing to experiment. Yeah, definitely. And because Nurgle is so open about how he likes stuff that isn't metal as well. Like yeah. And sacrilege. And yeah. yoga and mm. all that kind of thing. Big Nick Cave fan. Mm. But, uh, you know, 
I think uh, there's those really kind of staunch kind of keyboard warrior fans that uh, just want their that think Kronos really goes around and uh, you know bathes in blood and uh, you know defiles virgin sheep and all rather, that kind rather of than stuff. looking like a hairy bag lady on the on the when bus. really he's just yeah. a I mean, fucking dude. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 I mean you do that once, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just you, sticks you, with you. You tour New Zealand once, you know, and... <laughs> Pe- people, can't, people can't comprehend, uh, you know, the theatric side of the of the extreme metal. Yeah. Not leading into their normal life, where they're not going to be that intense all the time. Dumb. And that's kind of what I like about Behemoth, is they kind of seem to have that balance yeah. in, in the music. We, we, with confidence as well. Like yeah, it's, definitely. It's, There's a confidence there, for yeah. sure. Anyway, do, do we have any final thoughts? Any last things that we wanted to say about it? And uh, what do you give the, this album the out, rating. Of, out yeah. of five uh, dog gods? I give it three thumbs up and two hard nipples. Nice. Hmm. Nice. I give it... Um, yeah, I'm gonna say three thumbs up and one red rocket. It's good. It's good yeah. writing. Yeah, sure. Uh, give it like a three and a half ripped up Bibles. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. give it a listen. See what you think yourselves. Don't just listen to us twice. So that was breaking the silence. Two, three, four. Breaking, breaking the, the silence. Breaking the silence. Then breaking the silence. Broken the silence. We've broken the silence. Ah. We've broken the silence. In a breakdown as well. That's, ah. Ah. Unplanned, totally unplanned. Break into Electric Boogaloo. So for this segment, uh, we're trying something a little bit new. We're deaf to all but movies, perhaps. Yeah. I Did don't... you just? Sorry, no one could I put see my you. Little put pinky your little finger <laughs> up. Like you were Doctor Evil. Like, deaf to all but, but movies, movies, perhaps. One billion movies. Uh... <laughs> Theft all but movies or metalheads in movies, uh, metal. Well, would it have to be blind to all but movies because you kind of watch them more rather than <laughs> listening to them? Cinetalica or something like that. I don't know. Maybe like Helen Keller to all but metal no. movies. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So you know. Okay, so, that's it. The segment's cancelled. Segment. Everyone. Yeah. Segment's cancelled. There can be no more podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so we're talking. I wanted to talk about. Uh, the depiction of metalheads in movies. So not just like Ozzy Osbourne doing a, a cameo in a, a film, but more when actual metalheads are depicted as characters in a movie and um, some of the tropes and what movies do it well, what ones don't. Uh, there's a funny thing about metal in cinema and that is that it doesn't really come up all that much. Uh, there's sometimes you'll get a little side character, like the stoner character that likes metals, but they never really focus on it. And then when you get those movies, uh, that do actually focus on metal music and metal heads, uh, they're kind of like a rare beast and they're kind of really interesting sometimes just to see. Well, well, give us an cinematic... example. Give us an example. Well, so there are a handful of ones. There's some good ones. So there's a uh, most recently Heavy Trip, which Ooh, I yeah. know we've all seen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathgasm, which was rather recent. I think that was 2013. Yeah, perhaps. I think it was 2013. Uh, yeah. From New Zealand, Deathgasm. I, 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 oh, 2015. Sorry. 
quite enjoyed that. Uh, going back to the 90s, there was uh, Airheads, which is a film that I loved when I was a teenager. 94. 94. 94. And that, that's a weird one because that's kind of like, kind of when metal died temporarily, it was like right at that end point there. So yeah. it was kind of an interesting depiction. Interesting time. I just said you're on the air and I'm not, so talk already. I want some tickets to that Orange County Invasion show, Penelope Love Stocking and Crimson Shroud. Oh, man, you actually listen to that Seattle bullshit? Shroud rips, dude. And there's been a whole bunch more Rock and Roll Nightmare, Hesha, uh, Malmhus, or uh, Metalhead, as yeah, it was called. That's globally. 2013. That was 2013. But the, the, the late 80s was an interesting period as well because we had a lot of metal exploitation. And that's, that's very much like that kind of, yeah, like the stoner Malibu kind of guy where it's like, oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the that zombie apocalypse, Bill dude. And Ted. Yeah, yeah, Ted, yeah, totally. Bill and what Ted about, is a great well, example. Wayne's World. Wayne's World, another good one. Mm. What about Spinal Tap? Where are you putting that? It's a bit of a departure from the kind of thing you normally play. Yeah, well, it's part of a, uh, a trilogy, really, a musical trilogy that I'm doing. In D minor, which I always find is really the saddest of all keys. Really, I don't know why, but it makes people weep instantly to play a. It's a horn It's very pretty. Yeah, just simple lines intertwining. You know, very much like I'm really influenced by Mozart and Bach, and it's sort of in between though. It's really, it's like a Mach piece, really. It's, what do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to like incorporate like rock into into this as well. Because Spinal Tap to me always seemed like they were Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so many beats of that film is just like, I could be watching a behind the scenes of Iron Maiden Docker. Yeah. And this is a good movie to bring up because it kind of leads into uh, different tropes of metalheads in cinemas so uh something that i've noticed is that metalheads quite often come across as uh, dim-witted yeah that's a that's a cinema. big thing definitely uh you could definitely say that for spinal tap and i don't think in spinal tap i don't think it's really a malicious kind of thing it's just that's where the humor was all definitely the case in on. airheads Mm. Uh, definitely, but at the same time, I think Airheads got it right in the sense that they weren't the sharpest tools in the shed, but that was more a reflection on the music. Like they're called the Lone Rangers, right? Steve Buscemi was in that movie. Yes, right? he was. Yeah. yeah, and he looked like Rex Brown, That's, and his character yeah. was called Rex. character was called Rex. It was yeah. based on Rex from Pantera. Yep, yep. Uh, for example, they're called the Lone Rangers, and uh, the the radio announces like. There's three, three of, of you. you. Should yeah, you yeah. be called the Three Rangers? It's right there on the box. Read it. The Lone Rangers? That's original. How can you pluralize the Lone Ranger? What's wrong with that? Well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. Shouldn't you be the Three Rangers? No idea what you're saying right now. You lost me. Forget about it, Ian. Just play the thing. Yeah. And I, I, you totally lost me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's more of a like a critique on the music. I think 
when you break those characters down, all except for Pip, who's played by Adam Sandler, I think they're all... They're, they're not dumb. Mm. They might be lazy or they might be kind of a little bit reckless, but uh, definitely passionate about that. I think that's what they got right about it. Was, yeah, they, they um, definitely got that passion. The passion the for the, being a metalhead kind of came across. And I mean, they, they were sort of... Across all these movies, you have different... I think Airheads got... They sort of took all the genres of metal. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't so much about totally. the, 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 the genre of metal as it was about the characters, you know? So that's what they got. Well, we ain't trash. We could play it. slap bass noise either. I hate that. It's more like a power slap. We don't like to limit ourselves to labels. I mean, they had Fawn on Blondes covering Van Halen in the soundtrack. Fawn on Blondes. Where are they now? Linda Perry's fucking raking it in as one of the highest earning songwriters in the world. Really? Yep. Still going hard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, they name check a lot of really cool bands like Anthrax. Lemmy does a cameo in there as well. I was editor of the school magazine! And I think the overall vibe is positive. You know, mm, even definitely. though they end up in jail with us. Sorry, there's going to no. be spoilers for spoilers all the movies that we're talking about here. It's only like 24 years late, so... Yeah, so yeah, come yeah. on, yeah. But uh, then you get a movie like 1986's Trick or Treat, which is kind of like a horror movie, which is another thing. I think when people are tackling metal in cinema, uh, it's obvious because of the thematic and uh, visual kind of themes to that are associated with metal that they often steer towards horror. So mm. uh, I believe Black Roses might be a horror movie. I haven't yep. seen it. Yeah, similar Hard Rock thing. Zombies, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare, Deathgasm, and the one that I was talking about, Trick or Treat. Yep. Uh, the thing with Trick or Treat was uh, they show the main character as kind of like an outcast. He's, he's bullied at school. Uh, he's pushed to a point where he wants to retaliate and... It's uh, a dead uh, metal singer, uh, resurrected from his final unreleased record, comes and almost kills all, all these bullies for him. And um, at first, the, the main character's going along with it, and then he kind of pulls away going, this is going too far. And, uh, you know, the, the metallic demon is trying to take over basically yeah. it's uh based on the early days of mayhem it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh right. it, it comes across as a message of maybe metal isn't something to be meddled with maybe the the evil it seems like they're trying to say look if you if you listen to this stuff the evil part of it is real and it's gonna come out and well, that's you, what i was saying you gotta look at you kind of gotta look at God, I should have done more research for this bit, but um, you got to look at it. You okay, can share a couple, my notes, Jez. There's a there's a couple of things at play for me. Um, at at in all these films, at what point um, are they about metal as opposed to metal just being a convenient sort of vehicle for the plot? Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. what you're talking about there too is you got to look at the a lot of the cases. Um, people that made these films, I feel like, simply don't know metal. Sure. Do you know mm. what I mean? And you've got to look at the place of, of metal uh, socially and culturally 
is seen as something uh, as as outsider. Do you sure, know what I mean? They definitely so, got that right. So I feel like people that don't let necessarily listen to metal that might have been involved in these films are obviously going to see it that way. Whereas someone that's involved in metal, I mean, especially now, but I suppose where metal came from, it was very much pushed to the outside. Do you know what I mean? It was sort of outsider art. Sure, they they definitely got that right. I think the overall message of it was maybe a little bit confused. And so I think that's where they kind of got it a little bit wrong. It's still an enjoyable movie. I mean, uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne both in that cinema, mm-hmm. uh, in that movie. Uh, Ozzy plays a, a, a like a preacher on TV where he's talking about the evils of heavy metal hmm. and, uh, you know, how awful uh, the people involved in metal are when, you know, he's fucking Ozzy Osbourne, which was great. Those, those rockers really have a strange sense of humor, don't they? I don't even think it's a sense of humor. I think they're just out-and-out sick people, I mean, and they're trying to make everyone else around them who who listened to their music as sick as they are. But, yeah, I think that towards the end it got a little bit confused and it kind of... interesting that um, Ozzy was in it preaching about how bad metal was because he used to be such a nice boy before he got involved (laughs) in metal. (laughs) He used to be Osmium. Wasn't that his name? Did I hear my name, Jets? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> right, yes, it is I. I'm off again. That's and there he oh, goes. It's good bit to of a, see you. Bit I of didn't a call, know he could fly. A bit of yeah. a callback, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to a previous episode there. <laughs> Do you know who got it right, though, was Heavy Trip. Heavy Trip. Yeah. They got the culture of metal right. You know what I mean? I think I, I haven't got my thoughts in order, but, you know, people... In, perhaps in those other films are just playing off what they know of metal and what they know of metal is it's oh, it's over there. Yeah, it's yeah, for yeah, weird yeah. people, mm. you know what I mean? Whereas I think Heavy Trip, like no other sort of um, uh, movie with metal that I'd seen, <laughs> really, with, with the exception maybe Airheads, but really got the modern sort of culture and camaraderie mm. of of metal right do you know what i mean I, they I, got that sort of band of brothers sort of i think airheads and heavy trip are the two closest to, yeah 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 to compare, well, so, uh, just different kind of um eras in time yeah i mean look i i've got to say after watching tane do you like movies Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I I rewatched a lot of things, and I've rewatched like if I couldn't watch something, I watched trailers and I read about them or things that I needed to refresh sure. on. And honestly, I reckon I can group it into three kind of categories pretty well on a timeline. We I was thinking the same thing, but yeah, go for it. I want to okay. hear. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, um, so I'm gonna say like from from sort of early like metal movies when it started appearing, like through 80s through to well. Mid to late 80s, maybe early 90s, if you're lucky. In general, Jez, you're right. It's made for, made by outsiders. And in general, it's... Yeah, there's that kind of, like... Maybe, like, misguidedness about the characters. It's, out, it's not made by metalheads. But in general, they're not shown to be bad people. They might want something, or they've been mistreated, or they're bullied. Yeah, yeah, There is yeah. that outsider thing. And maybe they summon a demon, which happens in probably four of those movies that we've yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's... Well, that's where the kind of... The, 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 the dim-witted kind of point of view yeah, comes from yeah. as well, I think. But in general, all of them end up being redeemable characters, where it's like... They're, they're Generally, into, usually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like... There's like this kind of this cool like threatening skin or whatever, but really they're a good person. So like that that's probably the most common trope for the early stuff. And then we get to 
something like, yeah, um, uh, say, yeah, Airheads, and then later on with, um, with Heavy Trip, where it's like, it is funny, but it's made by people who maybe know the music a little bit as well. And in general, there's a lot more actual metal culture in it. And it's portrayed well. And, you know, it might be through cameos. It might be through the original music that's made or, like, that's featured in the film uh, and how the characters are portrayed. They're still outsiders, like those early movies, but they kind of make their own culture. Yep. Like, uh, Deathgasm has a bit of a mix of the two, I'd say, because there are the, there's that irredeemableness of Zack, uh, I find, which kind of goes back and forth in the latter part of the movie. But one that I really want to talk about that was kind of different, um, and chime in if you can think of any others. Is this Metalhead that you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Which is like an actual drama mm-hmm. with the main character as a Metalhead and her journey through discovering it. That is probably the most genuine kind of story and discovery. And yet, like, it doesn't really have any fucking laughs, that movie. Uh, maybe one or two here and there, but um, it's real a very heavy movie thematically as well as musically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the music is fucking awesome in it. Like that last Judas scene, Priest, which I love. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So yeah, one thing about this movie is all of the metal that appears in it is featured, as in the characters in the movie can hear it. So usually it's like on a radio or TV or something like that. So it's like you're experiencing it the same time as as the main character. And then later when... It's like the incident, incidental music. Is that what they... I learned this at uni. Oh, Incidental right. music. Incidental yeah. music. That's, that's where like the characters can't hear it. Like that. yeah. That's usually like... Stings and stuff like that that the yeah. characters can't hear. That can't yeah. hear. They, I'm thinking the, there's, an, there's a term for the ones that the characters can hear. That's featured. The that's background featured. is stuff that, that the characters can't yeah, hear. Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. I was so, trying to sound smart. That failed, but do, do go on. No, no, no. <laughs> so so I, I, I found, as Gary said, it's like really like classic journey set in the late 80s and her journey so you're hearing this music as it comes out which is awesome and then her new music which is like black metal i definitely wanted to talk about this part so you you, you take the the fleshy baton of, of yeah. podcastery i i think uh the fleshy baton of podcast <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts off as one of those movies where the metalhead person was misunderstood uh, there was an outsider who was wild. She was dealing with loss, the loss of a brother who mm-hmm. died, uh, who was mm-hmm. a, who was a metalhead, and she kind of took up the metalhead mantle, mm. and delved deep into the metal world. Then uh, black metal started rearing its head. You hear, see news stories of churches in no- Norway being burnt down, so yep. you can tell that it's based in like the early nineties there. Mm. And um, she starts getting into that. She starts creating her own music and um, is often misunderstood by those around her because of the music that she listens to, the way she looks, all that kind of stuff. She, she makes herself as an outsider in a small community too, and I think Definitely. that's exacerbated. It, it's, I don't know if we said, but it's set in Iceland. It's in Icelandic as well, so you've got to watch with subtitles for those people who don't like to read, tough tits. There, um, there's a moment in there with the priest who, when he's saying, don't trust... Uh, anyone by what they look like you yeah. know don't judge them by what they look like and um she talks about how a lot of people say that they listen to metal they don't understand the words but if they could really listen they'd see that uh the lyrics are about war and death and things set in reality not like 
the fantasy, which she's obviously talking about the the preacher's kind of yeah, worldview yeah. there. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, the, uh, towards the end, she kind of puts aside metal stuff. She gets married and she becomes all prim and proper and part of the community and stuff like that. She's hunted down by some guys from Norway who seem to be mayhem. They give their names and they're all names of members of Mayhem. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was supposed to be Mayhem came to find her because they wanted to sign her and take her on tour and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because they heard a demo tape from ages ago. So they set up a concert for the her local community so they can see her play and then she's going to go off on tour. Mm. She starts her song that, that got Mayhem to come find her. She starts the the black metal screeching, and uh, everyone in the crowd is like freaking out. It's too loud, and uh, yeah, like uh, shouting at her to like turn it down and stuff. She and... stops. She turns around to the rest of the band, does a huddle with them, comes back. They play the song. No, that but then they play some Leonard Skinner. They play yeah. They yeah, start yeah. playing Leonard Skinner, and people start getting into it. That's when she turns around. Yep. And she talks to them. They play the song, and she starts singing in a clean voice and she's got a really beautiful singing voice yeah it's amazing but the lyrics kind of come through clearly now brother that she lost and how she dealt with the loss and the pain of death and all this stuff and everyone in the community kind of comes together and really enjoys it and uh, really touched by her lyrics and it helps her connect with her family again yeah. who she had distanced herself from because she was this crazy metalhead that they didn't understand ends up with uh, her and her mum and her dad all jamming out to Megadeth and all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a fucking perfect way to kind of show that if people saw metal from a different point of view, they might appreciate it a little bit more if they if they kind of could understand what it was about a little bit more. Well, maybe it's more like, don't scream. Like, just... <laughs> like that's why like if you want people to listen get on the radio like don't scream it like sing it so people can or hand out the lyrics like hand it out write in a book and hand it out that's what (laughs) she's saying bro sure that's what the movie's about bro it's what it's about so did you like the movie what was your favorite part of the movie that Uh, this character that jeremy's playing (laughs) um What's your name, by the way? At, at the Hector's end. Hector's McHector's. It's, <laughs> it's Hector's McHector's. Hey, yeah. How you doing, Hector? At the end, yeah. when I left. When you left, that when was I your left, favorite part? That was my favorite part. <laughs> I, I just wanted... I didn't get a parking ticket. And, I, and I, I, it was... <laughs> the best night you've ever had. <laughs> Where did... Oh, he's flying away. I didn't know he could fly <laughs> Oh, he's over there with Osmium. Hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out. Uh, Tane, you, you, you mentioned when right when we started talking about Metalhead, uh, are there any other movies that you can think of that are like that? I'll just briefly mention uh, a movie called Hesha that I watched in preparation for this. Oh, I didn't get to with, watch that. Uh, the, what's the guy's name? The guy from Inception. Uh, he was on Third Rock from the Sun. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that mm. guy. 
he plays like a, a character that was his characteristics were sort of based around Cliff Burton. There's a lot of uh, Metallica and Motorhead in the soundtrack, but he's another wild, uh, like out of control metalhead that uh, comes uh, along to a family who are dealing with loss and all that kind of stuff as well, and kind of. There's a big character arc where they find out at the end that he's not so bad. He's like he might be a wild guy, but he really cares about people and rah, rah, rah. That, That's not, a common thing. It's yeah, not it's like quite as good as Metalhead, mm. but uh, both movies I found kind of tonally quite similar. You know, you know what? Uh, I think it's out. I don't think any of us have watched it. The Lords of Chaos. Oh uh, no, I, I don't think it, it is out. It yeah. is, I think it came. I think it came out and just did nothing. Yeah, right. Like to very little well, fanfare, but my, I have a question, serious yes, question. Yes, yes. So Please. in all of these, are more this is more of the, uh, I guess it would be eighties sort of stuff. How much of that was sort of commercially influenced by like we were talking about on the bus here, like Tipper Gore and the uh, the oh, sort of fear mongering that, that sort definitely, of definitely definitely trick or treat. Was, it was capitalizing um, on that. It yeah, was definitely. capitalizing on yeah. that. You know what I mean? Because. Uh, it's metal was a commodity then well you know lords of chaos came out 23rd of january this year 2018 yeah, yeah right. i knew it did come out. i kn- i think it did next to nothing because no yeah. one agreed to put any music in it yes has anyone seen it and if you have please let us know give us your review in the on facebook or in the email this rory colkin who plays euronymous is that macaulay colkin's brother i have no idea he, it looks like a lady wow it's quite quite so, a lady let, let's just wrap it all up by oh, talking oh. about um, the one movie that I think we all agree is one of the better metal movies, which is Heavy Trip. Yes, yes. Uh, Jez, do you want to... So I always just say, it is his brother. Yeah, it wow. is his brother. Fuck, full on. Um, so there you go. Uh, what were we talking about? Me- Heavy Trip. Uh, metal Trip. I went to say Metal <laughs> Trip. Uh, yeah, great. I went to see that... Um, uh, film, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. Over to you, Gary. Would you say that's your favorite of all the the, the metal metal? I mean, look, I think it, I think it was the only. Obviously, you guys have spoken about a lot of movies that I um, haven't seen, but I mean, it was the first one to really get it right. Mm. Do you know I feel what that I mean? too. I feel um, that too in a lot of ways. In, in sort of in terms of a modern perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. Like you have as we sort of talk about the sort of tropes of metal that sort of get crowbarred into movies by people mm. that obviously don't listen to metal uh, which which is fine you know what i mean um but this one was obviously was very loving tribute to the metal. fandom oh, was yeah. definitely there the fandom was definitely there you I, know what i mean I it, it's sort of like you know those like fan movies for like star wars and shit like that yeah. it's like that but for metal it was obviously made with a bit of know-how and uh um it was also looked just very funny yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, was... I think it was like it ticked a lot of boxes where normally metal's just like yeah for, for if it's made by outsiders to the culture it's very much 80s focused even if the movie is not set in the 80s this had like all of that all, all of that stuff where they're talking about like you know the genre and it's like you know like reindeer, reindeer killing Christ whatever, abusing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reindeer grinding Christ abusing extra but I also, think, they had like the reenactors in it. They had like like so many different things that they were going through musically when they were I exploring think, as well. I like, think the fact that it was 
I think one of the most important traits in music, whatever genre uh, or whatever it may be, is the ability to be able to laugh at yourself. Yes. And and I think at times um, you, you're listening to sort of three metal fans, three black metal fans, well, two and a half black metal fans, um, it tends to sort of take itself a bit seriously sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And the ability to sort of uh, very lovingly take the piss out of metal, I thought was really, really good. I, th- I think Airheads kind of struck the same balance, but I think Heavy Trip did a, just that little bit better. Definitely. Mm. And, and I mean, it's a far more modern film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then there were some beautiful moments that I think when, again, spoilers, but uh, when one of the when the drummer dies yes and the bass player gives a really beautiful sort of speech uh, at the graveside which ends up being a Ronnie Ronnie James Dio Ronnie James Dio quote it's actually a really beautiful lyric and it and sort of everyone stops and listens and go oh that's really pretty and it ends up being a Dio lyric you know what I mean it's quite a real wow look out yeah he's back no, no, he's flying away. He's uh, in the he's corner up, with yeah, Hectos and Osmium. <laughs> it's it, like talking about um, like real kind of movies, and like like we were saying, like with Hesha and, and, and with Metalhead and whatnot. Uh, the last thing I was going to say about Deathgasm because it's the last one that I it's... watched, where it bridged some of those. And while it's not the best movie, one thing that really was kind of real that I really liked. One of the quotes is when um, uh, the what's his name Brody the main guy is talking to Medina just before they get together and they're sitting there like she, they're eating ice cream and he's got the corpse paint on and she's talking to him he's like do you, he's like, do you do listen you like to metal? metal and she's like oh no no I, I don't really get it and he's like what's like it's just a bunch of guys screaming and he's like no except for this 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 like all these genres and it's like yeah that's cool like you know um, isn't it just a bunch of guys screaming no way well apart from grindcore and death metal is kind of like that. And deathcore, screamo, porno, grind, black metal, mathcore, thrash, and mortalcore, but apart from those. But then he said, like, when she's like, yeah, I don't get it. And he says, uh, it's, it's like, like when life, when life sucks. sucks and, and you feel alone and empty. You stick on some metal and life is better because because somebody else because someone else knows, knows the, the pain, pain and, and rage and that you're going through. through and it's yeah. it's that moment of like really like sharing it to someone who doesn't know and it's like fuck that is so bang on like it is really real and i appreciated I that there's definitely a movie that got to write in a lot of ways my my favorite part the one that i found most relatable was when uh, i so i can't remember the characters names but the one of the main characters is in the record store and he sees the other metalhead come in. Oh, yeah. It's Brody and, and Zach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's in New Zealand. So it's kind of like here where it's not all the time that you're you're somewhere and you see another metalhead. And they're kind of like checking out what each other's yeah, looking at. Yeah, I love that. It and was done really well. They're picking up looking at a record. And the other one will look at it and go, nah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll put it back. And then they'll pick up another one. The yeah. other person will go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that looks good. And... They're kind of like sharing their interests just by what they're looking at. And the, the record the poison stuff. gets brought up. And it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I just couldn't believe uh, Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. Oh, it was weird. And he lost his hand and all that shit. It was weird. Mm. So, okay, out of all the movies that we talked about, uh, let's pick a different movie each. Which one would you recommend uh, seeing? 
Jeremy. Well, you got to see you got to see Heavy Trip. Heavy even, Trip. Even, and even if you're not a metal fan, it is just a generally funny. It's a quintessentially Scando movie. Scando as well. film. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Definitely. Teen, well, uh, which one would you uh, recommend? I'm I'm probably going to pick Metalhead just because it stood out from the pack so much and I think if you really like it it's a common experience kind of under a microscope because it's a smaller place and you everything is very fresh and raw and whatever. Uh, I think it's a really great experience to see that to understand why some people turn to metal. Yeah, just don't go in expecting a whole lot of laughs. Not so. not a lot of laughs. <laughs> I mean, it is an Icelandic film. Didn't you yeah. say it was Finland or Iceland? Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they're a laugh a minute people, aren't they? <laughs> oh you know? man, yeah, totally. But but highly recommended. Take the time. Uh, you'll uh, be rewarded. And Gary, for me, I'd say like a toss up between Airheads and um, Deathgasm. Like yeah. Deathgasm's great, and it, it's good new like kiwi humor and that that's something that i've been a big fan of in the last few years i think well. i think airheads is good as an example of like a, a blockbuster film a, definitely a, you know a, ma- a very mainstream, mainstream. hollywood film Me- metal you know in what the I mean? mainstream yeah. metal in the mainstream mm. um just before we close yes. i can't believe no one mentioned uh uh cannibal corpse in, in ace ventura, ace ventura. <laughs> i 100 i thought that was going to get brought up but it didn't so i'm bringing it up now there you go it's just, next time we'll have next time we'll do metal cameos Ooh, yeah mm. we'll do metal cameos we'll, we'll we'll do a segment on metal docos as well that would be uh quite true that, that's true. a good one yeah uh so that was did uh, you metal, uh, in the movies. metal in the movies did you like it did you not uh give us some feedback on the facebook what you'd like to hear more of and let us know what uh metal movies that you might like that we skipped over yeah, or did we that we anything? didn't talk about yeah, yeah yeah let us know let us know folks this has been what I would describe as, as an episode, as a bumper issue. Oh shit! It's, it's, so not just an episode. No, it's a bumper issue. So not just an issue. I don't no. remember the last time we just had a normal episode. Can I, before we wrap up, can I just ask mm-hmm. what the difference between an issue and a bumper issue is? Well, it's the content, isn't it? There you go. It's the thickness. You'll learn something new it's every day. It's the girth. <laughs> it's the girth of the issue. Warm, fleshy issue. Yeah. Never say you don't learn anything listening to the Deaf Talk about metal podcast people. You just learn the difference between an issue and a bumper issue. It's the girth. It's based off our names. <laughs> <laughs> Just before, just for the outro, I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to an event that's coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It starts on the 2nd of November and uh, finishes in the wee hours of the 4th of November. It is the Steel Assassins Festival yeah. brought to you by, uh, by um, David Balforian. Davith, Senor David Balfour. By, Balfour, by Dave Balfour uh, of Met- Metal Evolution. Uh, so this is coming up on the 2nd of November. So this is 2018. If you're listening in like 2020, why for starters? But uh, because also, we it's already have, been... we have like totally longevity. unlimited re-listenability. Yeah, longevity. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you have you been listening have, to our episodes? Yeah, exactly. Did you not just listen to us talk about how this was a bumper issue? It is a bumper there issue. There is no way people are going to be able to get through this bumper issue value pack. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the future, it's got a sealed section. In the future, regular issues will be extinct. People will only be listen listening to, to bumper, bumper issues. issues. Bumper issues and will become them, regular issues because uh, 
Then, then someone else will make a, a bigger bumper if you. Imagine the girth. I, ju I just want to run through a few of the bands that are playing at this uh, two-day uh, festival, Steel Assassins, if I may. Uh, Is there enough got... girth in the in mm. the issue? Mm. Look, there's at least one uh, logo that I can't read, but I'll read all the other ones. <laughs> hey, look, that's a sign of a good a good, good metal festival. Good metal festival. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have <clears throat> Dreamers, Crimes, Reva, Roadkill, Violence, Rags and Riches, Espionage, Devonera, Stormforge. Let's make that two. Uh, something warrior, Road Warrior. Eve Fear, or oh, I Fear? Eve Fear, Earth, Killraiser, Tormentress, Demonhead, Harlot, Lord, Desecrator, and the one that I can't read, and I'm really sorry, Thun Thundersteel, sorry, that was, that, that was earlier in the lineup. And John Smith, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's all happening in, uh, in Sydney at the Boldface Stag, um, and it starts on the Friday night, the the second of November. Jeez. Details details on Facebook and on the on the web. So check out Steel Assassins. Oh, I was just trying to. I'm just trying to. Oh, just trying to. Oh, fit everything in this bumper issue. Oh. Did you, have you tried removing the bumpers and then fitting it in and then replacing? Oh uh, yeah, it's them? a lot easier now. Yeah. So that's been an episode. You've been a listener. I've been Gary Grimm, and I will remain Gary Grimm after All you stop listening. Equal. I've been Tane, and I hope we have lubed your your areas to fit this bumper, bumper issue, issue in. This wide girth. Yes. Speaking am, of wide girth. Speaking of wide girth, I am Jezebel. And this has been the Death Talk About Metal podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Peace! Catch you next time. Oh, man. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I'm Gary. Oh, that was that was great. That was pretty good. You're well, I presume. <laughs> Should we do that for the? Yeah, do it. Yeah, do yeah. It. Oh, can you open it? I think I can just. You, uh, can you start? It? Can you start it with like a sound of a fly oh. zipping up? And go, oh, sorry, didn't right. see you there. Right. So Gary in the edit editing. Yeah. I was actually abducted uh, by Prussian terrorists on the way here to recording. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I was literally on my way to Tane's house. I bent over to look at my shoelaces as I thought they were untwined. Um, and as I bent over, I was attacked um, from the rear by what I assumed at the time was an errant Catholic priest, but in actuality, it turned out they were indeed Prussian terrorists who bundled me into a uh, car that smelt of exotic cheeses. Now, pay attention to that, because that's going to come into play a little bit later. Alright, cool. <laughs> you shouldn't even get to that. <laughs> no, no, it's not good, but uh, it's, good. it's good for um, the, the, you know, the Easter eggs. Yeah. We stick metal albums up each other's asses and have to guess what album it is just just from having it up there. I mean, what could be 
Sorry. It was really good. It was I really, liked it. It was really good, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it from that line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to give it a try? Okay, okay. Alright everyone, this is our this is our uh, movie our metal movie stereotype trailer. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, how do you who want wants, to do it? Who wants to lead it in? Who wants to be the narrator? Uh, well, Jeremy is obviously the narrator. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you, know, you, wow. you can give us some really like just give us give us some stuff, and we'll we'll provide some of the quotes from yeah, the movie. I'll, I'll, okay. All right. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. want something like um, <clears throat> this summer? No, this winter. It's gonna be winter. This, it's gonna be winter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. This winter is set to be grim and frostbitten. He was a paper boy in Norway. Ah, uh, uh, this paper would make good kindling for that church over there. She was a pastor's niece. I really wish my uncle had stopped talk touching me. It's just really... <laughs> take it, take it again. Yeah. What I really wish my uncle would stop touching me. Boy, I love guitar. <laughs> they were two outcasts alone in the world who met for the first time on... Winter camp. Reindeer. Reindeer camp. Boy, I really wish that uh, I had this accent the first time I took the scene. Uh, a girl that likes metal and at the same reindeer camp as me? What are the odds? But then tragedy struck. Ah, uh, look, a tragedy. <laughs> this winter, stay tuned for... <laughs> What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> Reindeer Death Camp. Reindeer Death Camp. Uh, it's good to know what to cut, you know. 